<laughs> a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. The evil. Not our real names. Nailed it. Welcome to A Little Independent, Ali, a podcast uh, about uh, two friends who get together and talk about independent, obscure, or just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. Do you like your name? Yes. Did you ever have that period of time where like, you didn't like, you know, like, damn it, parents like when I was called Toad or Odd. Oh, Odd? Uh, not creative. Didn't like those names. But... So, so here's the thing. I, I don't think I've ever told you this. I, I every Todd in in my life, total dicks. You've had and, more and, than you've had more. And this more is dicks mostly. <laughs> this is mostly <laughs> s- like seventh grade wait, through wait. high school. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> seventh grade through high school through early. I specifically remember Todd's being the worst, like the worst. And so you're the first Todd that I've ever met. <laughs> Specifically, you know, I hear somebody's Todd, and I'm like, nope. No. <laughs> I don't give them the there. benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I don't want to know them. So y- you've, like, beat the Todd odds. Odd. Yeah, I, I took the T away yeah. and beat the odds. That's cool. I only <laughs> um, did didn't like being uh, Ryan early on when John Cryer's Hiding Out came out. Remember that movie? No. John. Oh, so John Cryer. And it's weird that. The title is in, is his name, but Two he goes men guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He goes undercover in a high school. He's hiding out in the high school. And the female love interest was named Ryan, the girl. The girl. Yes, female love interest means the girl, and her name was Ryan. <laughs> and it was like now I all of a sudden had a girly name. It's Meg, not cool. Meg Ryan. That, that's you know, that's a that's a surname or surname, <laughs> as they say it in Great Britain. <laughs> But yeah, it was kind of a bummer, you know, that, that that movie and people are so cruel, like anything, like having the last name I have wasn't easy enough to make fun of, but it's like, uh, now you got a girl's name. And, and what is the last name that you have? It's Buck. Rhymes with a, with a curse word. Truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your wife would be Mrs. Buck. Yes, she is. We're not going there. And she's a teacher. We're not going there. Uh, we're not... <laughs> I can't. I can't spell that one. No, no, no. We need our listeners to get real comfy with us before we okay go go to those. Well, that's good. Were you almost named something else? Did your parents say like no? If you were a girl, you'd be named something. No, don't know that. I was going to be named Cody. That. Cody. Nineteen seventy six. Cody was on their mind, and I've never asked my parents about it. No, or I think you I should. have. Yeah. Like, was it a? Were they watching a lot of westerns? It, I mean, I graduated with nine Ryans in my high school. Seventy six Cody, right? It just it didn't make any sense. So, I like Bert, Bert Reynolds. Why couldn't I my name? What Bert? <laughs> That's too close to Bert Bacharach. But like, it's just so odd. I, I think maybe that was really progressive of them to be like Cody, because I feel like Cody was a yuppie name in the 90s or something the hipster of 1976 yeah well um 
it, it's awesome to be here with uh, any listeners that we have, no matter how great, no matter how small. And we're here to talk about a movie I suggested. So yours was the first movie. Yeah, last uh, episode one. Episode one. Movie uh, still from 2016. So this time, I uh, my pick was a 2015 movie called He Never Died. Now, before we get into yes. it, what was your viewing state? How did you watch it? What was your... Did you watch a trailer? Uh, so I read a... I shouldn't say... I, I skimmed over a quick quick review on it and misread it because I thought it said, or in my mind for some reason, I thought it was said, Alien Cannibal. So I went in with the description stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> But That's I, so bizarre. I corrected that later. But I, so I go in, and you know, of course, the, his mannerisms with the way they are. Okay. And so you know, I'm thinking he's an alien, you know, because of the way he's acting. That's and, bizarre. Uh, well, yeah. let me let me. Okay the 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 description of the movie that I found, and most of my stuff I get off of IMDb. So this is a, the description. Having seen it, okay. Tell me, Jack, a social outcast, is thrust out of his comfort zone. When the outside world bangs on his door and he can't contain his violent past. That's a different review than Okay, it doesn't say Alien Cannibal. But <laughs> so what I just said, does that is that this movie? Well in general, right? I guess. Broad scope overview really because the pounding on his door, you know, just alludes to the Yeah. His, and his I guess it happens a bunch. But anyway, so uh, the movie stars Henry Rollins. Boo Boo Stewart, Kate Greenhouse, and Jordan Tadosi, and written and directed by Jason Krosick. I think that's how you pronounce his name, Krosick. Yeah, so what I found interesting was my first choice, you know, so this is only episode two, right? So writer-director, immortality theme, still. Interesting, okay. He never died. Spoilers for episode one of our podcast. Writer-director... <laughs> Well, they should have already listened to it first, right? Everybody goes linear. I think everybody goes, like, gets six yeah. episodes in to see if it's good and then goes back to the first to see if they got their shit together. Well, so here we are again with a writer-director and an immortality theme. Yeah. So it's billed as a comedy-drama-fantasy. Do you agree with that? Not the fantasy part. Okay. All right. I'd put horror in there? I would put comedy-horror, yeah. Comedy-horror. Yeah. Um, so going through... The lead players stars Henry Rollins, as mentioned, as Jack. Was this your first film starring Henry Rollins or with him in it? I think I saw, I did see him in a minor role in some Chase movie, or maybe it was called Chase. I think it's literally <laughs> called The Chase. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I obviously, for for reasons you know, knowing me and anybody who knows me, I love Henry Rollins. I listen to Black Flag and Fugazi all day today. I have my black flag <laughs> shirt on right now. Yes. I love Henry Rollins. Yes, you do. As a performer, musician, and actor. And in fact, he has 73 acting credits to his name. No way. 73. And some of some of them are videos and, and smaller appearances, but his so I love him in Johnny Mnemonic. I think he's great in that. He's great in Heat, Lost Highway. Um, he's in Jack Frost. That one with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton? Yeah, he's in wow. that. Okay. Bad Boys 2. Um, a really great movie called Feast, which was that first Project Greenlight. Matt Damon, um, Ben Affleck, the I movie that got me. That. Yeah, I watched He's that in that. Episode. He's in Pink Sweatpants the whole time. 
He's great. Okay. But I found that he had a significant role in a 1990 movie called Kiss Napoleon Goodbye. It's his first credit on IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know about it. So there's some clips of it on YouTube. It looks scary bad. Oh, yeah. Like if a student was making a film and he decided to let his 10-year-old brother do it for him. (laughs) As a college kid, it it looked like that. Uh, Not trying to diss Henry Rollins, but I think he's great. I like him as a performer, as an actor. Uh, Second build is Boo Boo Stewart as Jeremy. Do you know who this guy is? As Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy the long-haired kid. The the medical intern. Oh, uh... You told me, well, I'm cheating, but you you did say Twilight. And, yeah, so and I he's, have no views of Twilight. He's Seth. I've never seen any of them. Is he the werewolf? Oh, it's, he's Seth screaming right into, now. Well, yeah, they like this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just going to confess ignorance, not willfully. I just I, I haven't seen the the movies. Um, but he he's been in a lot, and I re- I realized I recognized him. He's in X Men: Days of Future Past. He plays Warpath. So he's in like he he's kind okay. of big stuff I guess maybe by that time which is why he's second build but it says with Boo Boo Stewart in the credits so he got the with so he's like fancier than the rest of it he's <laughs> fancier than Henry Rollins <laughs> he, well he probably looked at Henry Rollins in, in that scowl he, wi- he wished he wishes he, he was Henry Rollins and he's like okay I'll, this I'll kid, just be the with this he he's <laughs> Not quite Joseph Gordon-Levitt, this guy. But he's good in this movie, I think. I mean, he serves his purpose. Then we have Kate Greenhouse as Kara. Had you ever seen her in anything? No, I looked... She hadn't done much. She only did like a couple other movies when I looked it up, and they were yeah. older. I, I, like I liked her a lot. I thought she was amazing. She was good. Um, you know, and, and it's a good thing you didn't have trouble remembering her name. Because of the name badge? Because the name tag is the size of a lean over and- freaking... Bumper sticker. Flow. Yeah. But um, in 1996, she was credited as reporter number one in a movie called Virus, and it wasn't the good one with Jamie Lee Curtis. It starred Brian Bosworth. Oh. So we might want to check that out. Oh, with the Mohawk? Well, yeah. Wasn't he a football player that time? He, he got ran over famously by, yeah. Now he does Dr. Pepper commercials. Sweet. He's a sheriff. That is a great trajectory, Boz. <laughs> And she also, I just noted this was funny. She also starred in a movie with Don the Dragon Wilson, if you remember him. Oh, I know. I know. See, I, I know see, him. Yes. You got a little little chub going on right now because I just <laughs> talked about. And then <clears throat> Jordan Tadosi plays Andrea. I'd never seen her in anything. No, but again. She's good. She was great. You know? uh, her first credit, her first acting credit, Todd, are you ready? I'm I'm hanging on. Was in the 2005 Vin Diesel classic, okay. The Pacifier. Oh. And it's good. Man, Watch sorry it. I missed that one. I did do Pitch Black, and, and I'm on board. He's tremendous. Yeah, Ryan and I have a love-hate Diesel thing going on. No, no, no. I, I love Vin Diesel, and I hate that Todd doesn't love him. <laughs> <laughs> but interesting side note, uh, in... Uh, Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Grant's book, Writing Movies for Fun and Profit, where fun and profit is crossed out. There's a whole, because I think they wrote the movie, and it was supposed to star Jackie Chan. Uh. And he he couldn't do it, or didn't do it at the last minute, and then Vin Diesel stepped in. Again, phenomenal, phenomenal. 
Um, the one thing that Jordan was in that I thought was kind of funny is, and I might want to watch it, and I have to get to the. She's in a. She voices a character in an animated movie called Wish Fart. Wait. And I want, yeah. Wish. Andrea in this movie, she's a, she's a voice actor in Wish Fart. And I want to read you the synopsis of Wish Fart. Des, <laughs> a maverick teenage leprechaun with rookie wish-granting powers, goes on wild escapades with his friends, a Japanese ghost girl named Akiko, and a puffin called Puffin as they wrestle with wishes gone fantastically out of control. So our cute little lip ring girl yes. has wish farts. I assume. Was in wish fart. She, yeah, she's a voice in wish fart. And then our director, Jason Krawczyk, Um The only thing I, th- I found that he's known for is a 2011 movie called The Briefcase. I've not seen it. The Briefcase. No, I don't think I have. So, taglines. Ooh. Do you know the tagline for this movie? I don't. Not not quotes, right? Our, you want... our previous movie didn't have a tagline, but this one has taglines. Man. Did you see any or My, I, your deep research just always uh, no no no. Is I mean, impressive. Just, just, <laughs> this movie has forty six taglines. Half I've, the movies that Rollins I, has made. <laughs> I've never seen this before. I thought I'll read them at the end. Because I you know because it's hysterical. How can you have forty six taglines? Well I so the, on IMDb, the movie poster's not big enough, and it it, uh, it looks like people were just or somebody wrote just nursery rhymes about the movie. But the official tagline on the cover uh, of the of the DVD because I ha- I have it on DVD. Okay, it says it's hard to live when you cannot die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that works. And then on the back, bullets, blood, bingo. <laughs> that I like. <laughs> That I like. Yeah, I think that's pretty that, cool. It sounds a lot like, uh, uh, what was it, Two Smoking Guns or one of those type of taglines. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels? Yeah, but there's one that's tagline for that one. Well, maybe I'm thinking, uh, no, I'm thinking the Andy the Andy 12-pack. Oh. Guns, girls, guns. Girls, gun, bullets, babes, and bombs. And then the other girls, one was Girls, guns, and garters? Gs. The one you gave me was the three. Girls, guns, and this is jeans? Girls, Boy, guns, and Gene Shalit. No. Girls, G-strings? guns, no. and Godzilla. It's a crossover. Wow. See, we've, yeah, we've <laughs> I'm just, I'm just into groove. the, I'm just got... into the, the King Kong Godzilla trailer right now. I've watched it like five oh, times. You like that right cross he throws? I do. I love it. So, I found an alternate cover that had a tagline that I loved, and it said. <laughs> If you thought Henry Rollins had anger issues, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. And I, you ain't seen nothing yet is I, all caps. That that's perfect. So they're they're <laughs> counting on his brand is and it's kind of ironic. He's yeah. really not an angry person at all. Oh. Um so you you read some things about the movie. You you read some articles? Yeah, I watched a couple interviews with um him with Rollins and uh alone and then one with the director and such, and they would talk about how uh, how it came together. And he said he actually wrote the movie, the director, with um, with Rollins in mind. And yeah. He kind of didn't buy it. He's like, me? Why? And he says, well, I was picturing you. So he goes, All right, you know, let me get this straight. <laughs> well, let's see. I think I read something similar. So he wanted to get Rollins attached because he think it would get get them the money. And Henry yeah. Rollins is like, who do you think I am? Right. Again, a pretty humble guy, I think, in general, but – 
it yeah, worked. along with the fact that he was picturing him as this type of person, like the perfect yeah. guy for this role. And it's, you know, there's a lot of actors who probably could have done it. And, you know, when we get to the reviews, you'll see a lot of people are just either surprised Rollins is as good as he is or just confirming the fact that they think he's good. Yeah. I'll just ask you right now. Did you think he was good in the movie? Yes. Awesome. I did. I liked it. You're, and and you're... it's possible that you, you know, if your affinity for him as the singer of Black Flag or, you know, it's like you're doing so good despite the fact that you're a punk rock singer. <laughs> yeah. And I have no zero background in him. I don't. I've never listened to Black Flag. I, I don't even know what he That's sounds pretty interesting. like singing. So you're just seeing an actor doing their job. Yeah. I mean, I know of his background, and then they talk about that he was the punk rock scene or something like that. But I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like you're. You've. Like he's your guy. Like you. I know you you're know, so you, not a punk rocker, and you're like the <laughs> punk rock scene with your crazy mohawks yeah. and your disgusting bodily functions you, you and your crazy lack of kids showering. Get off my lawn. Purple hair. <laughs> what are you, some kind of weirdo? Yeah. Um, I, I don't imagine you were like that, by the way. I mean, yes, I kind of do. You've roundhouse kicked them in the face with your with your jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to kick the but... mohawk off your head, punk. You'd little be like Bill, a crazy little Billy Eastwood. Jack on him. I'm going <laughs> to take this leg and put it on that side. So um, the, the reviews of the movie are, are pretty good. And one that I, I kind of honed in on is on RogerEbert.com. Um, RogerEbert.com, at least, uh, liked the movie. Um, And had some good things to say. I think it was like a three and a half out of five stars. And had good things to say. And what I really thought was interesting was they likened Rollins to both the charm of a young Schwarzenegger and had the alien quality of Patrick Warburton in the live-action Tick TV show. Now, what I just said Hmm. is the nerdiest thing ever. It's the nerdiest shit anybody's ever said because I love the tick and people who, who know, <laughs> they know. And if they know who Patrick Warburton is and that like brutal voice played the tick and you thought he was perfect for that character when you watch the cartoon. Um, but I just thought that was an interesting pull. Huh? A young, the charm of a young Schwarzenegger. Well, that, I don't know if I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, with the slow talking and the, you know, the monotoneness and stuff, you know, I mean, it took yeah. Arnold a long time to get some acting chops. Well, I mean, Hercules in New York, right out the gate. I'm just a stunner, right? I'm Hercules. <laughs> I mean, come on. Is that, that's pre-Conan? That is. I think it's pre-Pumping Iron. Or maybe it's not. It was Pumping Iron, Hercules in New York was his first, like, real movie. Yeah. And then Conan. You say it, Conan? Conan. I, I'm a... Midwesterner who says Conan. Um, not, not the talk show host. Not the, yeah. Not the talk show host. The, the article that I read, uh, I found one in Billboard. I thought that was kind of cool. A couple little a little bits. Uh, they were trying to get this made into a TV show afterwards. They still are. I th- yeah, and it does sound like that. Uh, Rollins helped with some of the casting and the soundtrack, which I thought the soundtrack was awesome. Um, Rollins usually never watches his movies. He watched this film three times in the theater. And what I think is really cool is he calls his two co-stars, um, uh, Kara and Andrea, uh, the two strongest people in the film. Yeah. I saw that in the inter- interview as well. And they are, I mean, they're clearly, um, talented actors. But so. I, I think that's a, a pretty, cause you could look at him and be like, oh, you're a, a more, we'll get into it. But you know, 
they are in a way, you know, emotionally what they're going through and, and how they're trying to, yeah. you know, connect with this person who clearly does not want to be connected with. Well, Kara comes out of nowhere because she's only got a couple movies, I think, listed and, and they're not real recent. So yep. to be as Kate natural, you know, natural as she is. I mean, she's been acting for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, is it stage acting then maybe? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of Little. B, C, and D movie credits okay. on there. <laughs> and that Don the Dragon Wilson picture was, I don't think, uh, you yeah, know, super high on the ranking. Because Rollins is, you know, 55, I think, now, or ish. And she, yeah. uh, she's within five years of him, I believe, when I looked it Probably. up. Probably. So, yeah. I think they're a good match. That's what it looked like. So, all right, getting into the movie. Yeah. You know, was, <laughs> let's fire it up. What was the first, you know, you, you, the first thing you see is images and sounds. Yeah, the the shitty apartment. Well, at and, first, it's it's a cacophony of. Well, what my take on the the screaming and all the the tormental, tormental sounds that comes in and out, um, and repeats throughout the movie is that is his PTSD from. From at this should, point, should we spill that part? Right, you well, know. For, I don't know. Yeah, we we can I mean, spoil it. Look, maybe we'll get there. Um. But, but it, it's, it's clear past. that it's, this is a disturbed person, and the first thing you see is him. And you'd think it's a shitty apartment. It's it, it's yeah. I mean, it's if I was writing the script and I just wanted a quick description of it, yeah, shitty. Yeah, <laughs> interior apartment. Hey, all right, uh, let's get the props people in. Let's make it <laughs> shitty. Yep. Shitty. Well, honestly, it, it's utilitarian. You know, there's nothing fancy. There's not a lot of high tech. And right away, I kind of well, like to like ground the movies in time. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know exactly when this may be. It's modern times. but Well, I was – I actually made notes on that because they were going through that little spiel of history and they ended up with, like, the shuttle taken off, you know, the first shuttle. Yeah, so there's – So I wrote that down. It was 81. But as we see, there's a flip phone in the movie, right? So that's after 81 for sure. Right. There's a phone book and a pay phone in the movie. Yeah. So that could still be 80s. And then their landline phone is those old wireless from the 80s. So when maybe, did the flip phones come in? I don't know. In? 90s. I, th- you, I think you it's, think maybe it's early, early 90s. 90s. Yeah. And then the diner is the old 50s style. And what's so you cool can't about that. like the music doesn't really ground it. There's really no pop music in it, so you can't. But it, it's, a, it's not a period piece. It's you know in the no. 90s. And the first thing that's really striking, especially if you know Rollins, is a heavily tattooed guy is he gets up in the morning or whatever time it is, and it, he he doesn't know what time it is ever. He asks everybody what time yeah, it is. I got that down. <laughs> and he gets up, and his famous back tattoo is gone. They they covered it up with makeup or CG. Okay, so what is on his back, Ryan? Well, it it two sutured scars that look like they were angel wings. Two vertical scars where wings were cut off. Which again, I mean, it's yeah, it's tough to presume, but that's what I presumed. Well. They clearly tell you wings that wings were there, in, in as far as I'm concerned. And that's, I mean, I mean again, what else would that be? They're, right off the bat, you even see if that. You, and you uh, again, so you're assuming this is an alien angel cannibal at this point. I don't know that I saw the scars the very first time because you just see him briefly when he's because yeah. he's woken up to the pounding on the door. Yeah. Hence that review. And it's the landlady, which I think is kind of this landlady. Oh my god, <laughs> she is. She's ninety and spry. But oh my God, is this the most oblivious woman in the? How much murder and death is happening in this place? Yeah, <laughs> she has she's, no idea. She she witnesses a lot of it, but yet she doesn't. 
But she knocks at the door, and he he doesn't know what time it is, doesn't know what day it is. Goes to a a, a case, and he and, slams the door in her face. It, it, yeah, it's, he just he just turns and sl- answers just, the door, looks at her, and slams the door. And he goes to a case in his room at the foot of his bed that An is ancient full wood of case. Ancient, you think? Oh yeah, it's it's ancient. Like well, 1800s. the stuff in it's ancient. So it's filled with money. The first thing you see is money, and then things. They they don't really linger on it too much, but he gets a few hundred dollar bills, gives it to the landlady ostensibly for rent. Yeah, and she tries to talk to him again. Bam, door, and he door wants in nothing her face. to do with it. Yeah. So the room met. The room matches his his persona in the beginning. You know, just yeah. gloomy, Dour. depressed. Yeah. And the first thing he does, and, and now the the credits are starting to roll, and you've got these sounds, like you said, there's horses whinnying, and there's whips and demons yelling, and yeah, people being tortured. It's just torment. That that's it's his history. So yeah, it's playing and, and, in his head. And if that's what he hears every time he closes his eyes, what a yeah. nightmare! That's terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. I don't know how you don't go insane immediately with all that happening. Yeah, and and he can't get away from it. So. No. And some interesting I guess we stuff assume we'll that he's later. at this point already, he may be uh, immortal, is he a vampire, is he an angel, or whatever. But the credits are rolling. The first thing he does is go to church. And over the credits, you have this disgusting, crazy sounding, not disgusting, but... Well, we the, see him walk into a church. And you see him come out, like with all the parishioners. People come out. No, he was going to... My, my take was he was going to bingo. Oh no, he because um, that's where the bingo was. Oh, I thought he was when going he to goes church. when he goes to bingo later. With, oh, maybe with it Adrian, is. it's the same church. Okay, so that was my first thought was he goes to church. But that's what it looks like. But we just see him enter a church. Interesting. Yeah, and okay. then come out of a church. Yeah. He went to bingo. I, I guess that's the only three things he does. Yeah, the diner, bingo, and sleep. But we have this this song <laughs> that's playing, and it's he's got the whole world in his hands, and it's the. Most depressing dirge. <laughs> He's got the whole world. And it's it's a really bizarre song. But already I'm thinking Angel Wings, Church, Whole World. We're in a biblical sense, maybe. Okay. Well, that was a good catch. Cause... But, but that, I mean, it was, it was short-lived. Yeah. So that's why the movie's kind of fun. So the first other person in his life, aside from his landlady that we meet is a kid sleeping in a car. And, <laughs> and I love the werewolf the, again, his Henry Rollins delivery because he goes up to the kid in the car and the kid's like, how long have I been asleep? And Henry Rollins says, <laughs> how would I know that? I, I don't know how I could possibly know. That. <laughs> the kid's like, yeah, you're right. And it, this is clearly some kind of transaction. The kid named Jeremy, um, hey, how you doing? And Rollins gives yep. us a shrug, like, why are you asking me that? Yeah, it's a landlady all over again. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to he wants to be human and talk and he he, he wants nothing to do with it. And, and again, his demeanor, it's not it's not rude. I don't think he comes across as aggressive or rude. He's just You just don't care. I I'm tired of this. <laughs> and so he's he checked out. He meets Jeremy who's in scrubs. And mentions he's an intern, so he may not be able to continue helping him. And Jack says, it's fine, I'll find another one because I got money. Yeah. And yeah. he picks up what I think is a rib roast. 
I don't know what this is. I was thinking it was like an arm or a leg wrapped up. <laughs> you did. That whole time, yeah. I should It took have. me a while to realize it, what <laughs> it was actually. Because I was stuck on, you know, Angel. So I figured he was just getting a yeah. nice cut of meat from this kid. Yeah. I thought it was a body part. I thought it was like an arm okay. or a leg. See, eh, but, the, the kindness. But it wasn't. Strangers. Well, he deposits it in his the crisper of his refrigerator. Yeah. And you don't hear of it again, which, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, and uh, the kid does say that, you know, I can't do it my regular day. I got to do it tomorrow, which kind of sets up the, the yeah. In, there's some the stuff with Jeremy coming. Yeah, so and, he and sets that up. I guess the well, you like to say not the inciting incident, but the inciting person is this Jeremy who starts to cause all this. Except for what happens next, he gets another knock on his door. He's at home and he opens the door and it's a, a young girl. <laughs> Lip and, ring girl. Like, lip ring girl. And he looks her up and not not in a weird way, and he's just like, uh-huh. And she yeah. runs away. And she just runs away. And funny point is, Rollins does that later in the movie. That's true, yeah. With Takara. Yeah. That's kind of like, like uh, Don't father like daughter. Don't hug the man. I love that hug. So <laughs> I thought he was going to eat her. At this point, I'm confused, I guess in a good way, because- oh, I had no idea I what don't that know. was all about. Yeah. And- the way he acted, he had no, he didn't know who she was. Yeah. And th- thus far, he's treated, he, he's treated every person he's met with disregard. Complete disdain. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe give, it was a trick or treat gone wrong. Give me what I need wrong. and get out of my life. Yeah. Yeah. But she clearly, I, I don't know what her deal was, but again, maybe to this tagline's point, two guys show up at his door and oh yeah he lays he goes back to lay because sleeping is he wants thing. to do why would you want to do that with that hellscape <laughs> in between your ears right yeah why would you close your eyes all right let's get back to never-ending torture <laughs> the hounds of hell can you imagine if he's out. like i can't fall asleep unless i have the sounds of non-stop torture and horses in my head yeah It'd be a terrible and i mean the, how do you meet women that way like the ambient well clearly he Listen, does your does your sound machine have torture and dead people and screaming, howling of ghosts? Yeah. So, yeah, he walks back over, girl runs away, walks back over, falls back on the bed and again. And you kind of expect maybe it's the girl again, which and is then, a yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, then knock knock and then but it was more, too, too more aggressive. Two clowns. Yeah, the, the the knocking was quite aggressive, so our two intro the two goons. And uh and so <laughs> these two guys show up and they're clearly, you know, goons. And one of my favorite things that made me laugh out loud, because I, I thought there were, did you find funny moments in it? I laughed a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first guy pulls a gun and, and Jack just swats the gun away. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was after first he, he punches them or something and they don't, is that the scene where don't? Yeah. And he, and he slams the door, right? And goes back to bed. And then the goons kick oh, the they door knock, in. They, they kick the door again. Yeah, and they come charging in with a puts a gun in his face, and he just knocks it away. His pattern response <laughs> to getting punched in the face is, "Don't, don't, <laughs> no." So again, the the move of this tough guy taking the gun out and he just swats it away like it's a kid, and yeah. the guy's like, "Huh?" Yeah, I thought that was funny. No, I laughed out loud on that one. I mean, it's you know, even after hearing this podcast, you you're gonna laugh when you see. And this. then. <laughs> The guy punches him. He says, don't again. Guy punches him again. And Jack 
obliterates this man's he, balls with his hands. Well, then he gets the Rollins look, right? The yeah, he, he does he, have he, a little the, the grimace. Come the but he goes, he just annihilates this man's testicles. And the sound design of this was. <laughs> yeah, it happens again. Well, then he go. Then he takes out the other guy. And well, the other guy pulls a gun on him and shoots him in the hand. Yeah, he grabs a gun and shoots blood him in the hand. flies, and 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 he takes care of these guys, tosses them out in the hallway. Yep, doesn't kill them. Interestingly enough, right? Which, yeah, and I, you know, I have thoughts about that, but um, he he's clearly immortal. He can possibly be killed. Does does he regenerate? Because well, he's yeah. shot in the hand, it doesn't seem to bother him. Yeah, yeah. Upcoming, we'll find out that yeah. he, that he's immortal. I think at this point, we don't know that yet. Right. I would say. But what they've they've shown is okay. Clearly, something's up. Yeah. So he ends up going to I think his would you call this his sanctum, Times Square Diner? Yeah. This this is uh, what's the one? With, is it as good as it gets or? Oh yeah, Agnes and yeah. Helen Hunt, where he goes to where same diner. So yeah, yeah, Helen and he Hunt needs that table. Kara yeah. is Helen Hunt, right? <laughs> True. So this is where he eats every day. But Jack seems to be a little bit more malleable about where he sits and stuff. He's not that. He's not grumpy. The yeah, he doesn't have the OCD stuff. No. But it's it's in the sign outside. The ER are left off, and it's Times Square Din. Din. Which I don't know if that was intentional or not. I just kind of. Noted that, but we meet Kara, mm-hmm. who again, thanks to that huge license plate of a name tag, <laughs> Kara, and that was seventies reminiscent, wouldn't you say? I mean, it just reminds me of Alice and Flo. And, yeah, you know, she wasn't wearing the outfit like well, that. I don't but... know. She she didn't have that bumpkin bit to her. She just no, had this the, the name kind... tag and the, the name of the the yeah the the diner. She, I don't know. She just had this kind of, you know, and she was clearly into him because she's very right sweet out from the get. Yeah, him. she, she's, yeah. Even I could read those signals. Well, one of my favorite lines in the movie <laughs> was as flirty as they get. So he just had this altercation with the goons. He'd been maced, and his hand was bandaged. And she said, "Oh my gosh, what happened to you?" Yeah. And he said, <laughs> "I got peppered sprayed." And she said, "Maced." And he said, "Maced." Yeah, maced. It was an accident. And she said, what happened? And he said, my landlady th- thought I was a burglar in my own apartment. With And he's just staring, the oblivious, <laughs> sta- like the 10-mile stare, yeah. right? He's not even looking at her. And he's just like, staring out, and he's clearly making it up, yeah. you know? And she's like, isn't she 90? And he's yeah. like, she's well, she's spry. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your hand? So there's a glass on the table, a water right. glass on the table. So he looks her down. <laughs> uh, hurt my hand and on I a hit glass. hit my hand on a glass when I fell. <laughs> I it just like the again at this point you're starting to get his cadence and get how he's reacting to people and I like it I think I like what he's doing yeah it's different to me I don't know what he is or who he is but I'm along for the ride for sure and then is this does she take his order at this one and we find out he's like oatmeal uh yeah oatmeal and uh, hot tea yeah and it appears to be nine o'clock at night you know and he and he he's definitely a carnivore when you you know, look at this guy. Well, that's so what everybody like, says. What's, what's up? Yeah, that's coming up. Later with, he with says he's a vegetarian. Yeah. The... So Kara kind of asks what he's doing later. He's not into it. He goes back to his place and he gets a call. <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> and he's sleeping in his hellscape. 
and he gets a call from now this I kind of had some issues with this a little bit because it felt forced, but he gets a call from somebody named Jillian. Yeah. Who and, and he has a beautiful. So this line is great. I remember. Oh, I hating know. You. I remember hating you. <laughs> and again, so Jillian, I remember hating you. Yeah. And she is talking very fast and frenetically, and how it juxtaposes with how measured he is. Yeah. <laughs> He and, could care less. And Jillian reveals that she needs to pick up Andrea. Who's Andrea? Who's well? He's apparently, he's what he says. Yeah. yeah. Who's that? And it was the girl who was at his door earlier, and he must have what done something wrong to chase her off. He fucked up, yeah. and, and and he has no idea. So here, here's a 19 year old girl, right? That he doesn't know anything about. Um, that he's scared off, and now she's at a bar and drunk. Yeah. So he's getting a call from somebody he was with 19 years ago. Hasn't talked to since, as far as we know, because it's never alluded to. Does she go pick up your Go pick up your daughter. daughter. You you fucked up. You scared her off now. She can't drink and drive. And again, his reaction is... Don't ever call me again. Yeah, okay. No, no. Wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, his reaction was, um, I think he, it felt like he wasn't going to do it because he lays back down on the bed. His shoes are off. And then next scene, you see him on the street walking to Crackles bar. (laughs) Did you notice that? She tells him, she tells him the name of the bar. She's at Crackles. What? What? (laughs) So Crackles is, is a strip club in Toronto, but it's not that name. I, I saw that in one of the interviews. Oh, the, the bar what? the bar he went to get her from was some crazy strip club name bar. Oh, so maybe it in, was in filmed f- in Toronto. It was filmed and, in Toronto. And the that whole thing. was Crackles. Yeah. Sans the you know naked but ladies in the. It wasn't called. It's not called Crackles. It's called huh. something else. I didn't write it down though. So he goes to the bar, and this is one character that I thought was interesting. This bartender, because he looks like a grade A disgusting creep. <laughs> the hair, the clothes. He was just oozing dirt bag just gross and henry rollins asks after uh what does he say a young girl with a lip piercing with a lip ring and this guy's like you were dad are you her dad and he just ignores he's him. not giving any did you see did you see a young you know who young girl with a lip ring he keeps repeating yeah like what'd she look like oh yeah he says huh, <laughs> what describe her and he's like young, young girl, girl with, with a, a lip, lip ring, ring. <laughs> But I, this bartender w- wasn't being creepy, and he was like, are you her dad? And yeah. then finally Rollins is like, yeah, not totally believable, I guess, at that point. And he's and Interestingly enough, linguistically, he says, I am her father. He oh, does. He asks, if he's, okay. he asks if he's her dad. And he says, oh. I am her father. Oh. Different different language. Just, you astound me, Just sir. a thing. You astound me. <laughs> Well, if you, you, didn't know you, better, if you didn't know you had a daughter until 10 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, true. There must be difference but in the language his, between a dad in and In antiquity, father. right? He's, he's you know, probably learned a lot of languages along the line, a lot of Rosetta Stone lately. We know French coming up later. That so. kind of thing. So what fascinates me is that it finds out that uh, the girl with the lip ring left with Tim, the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where does Tim live? What? I don't know. I don't know. Does Tim have a last name? Dell. Dell. 
Dell. <laughs> Dell. But why, Tim the mailman? Why does he, he's the mailman. He, that's all he knew about And him. I can only think that's important because Henry Rollins later steals a mail truck. And are, do we assume that's Tim's? Okay, I thought too much about oh, it. Oh, you know what? When when he gets in the fight later on, or when he goes and protects Kara way later on, right. he says, you're dating Tim? Well, yeah, and that's it's the yeah, same guy. It's the same guy. It's the mailman. Clearly cheating on Kara with a nineteen-year-old girl. Not cool. So it, Tim, that's his. Tim's a mailman. Daughter. And I just, I didn't know. I just caught that. Yeah. So, so Jack goes to the phone book. To your point, and he finds yeah. Tim Dell. He goes to his house. Tim Dell opens the <laughs> door. Now this made me laugh. And you're viscerally, you and I, anybody watching the movie is like, this dude's forty, and. Yeah. Without missing a beat, Jack says, "You're over thirty-five, or you're you're thirty-five, you're years thirty-five, old. or something like that." And the guy just stares at him, yeah. And he's you know cussing him out, but it turns out Andrea is there, and inebriated, which is how uh, Jack puts it. And yeah, when they're at the diner, I, I think it's interesting. He says, "Are you okay? Are you good? Then I'm leaving now." Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, should we get to know each other? And he said, just don't die before you get back to your mom's. Yeah, don't don't drive. Just don't. <laughs> just don't die before you get back to your mother's. So he he relents, which is interesting. He, right, he decides, she says she's hungry, right? He really, yeah. I mean, but again, he really doesn't care up, up to this point. It, it's, a, it's an interesting turn. Um, you know, you know there's a point to this. But she's, she's. Wanting to meet him clearly and ran away because she saw this imposing figure at the door, yeah. right? But now she's drunk and buzzed, and so she's got you know the liquid courage, and you know, true. Let's go. I want to, you know, I want to hang out. So with you, you wonder, you know, what's been the path to this point? But at the diner, she asks him, "What happened to your hand?" And he says, uh, "I got shot. Today. I got shot today." Yeah, yeah. He tells her. So interestingly enough, he tells her the Why truth. Why tell her the truth? Yeah. And, That's and what I wrote he, down. He lies to Kara. And she said, like, with a gun? That's what usually <laughs> shoots people. Yeah. And well, it's it's an interesting so, little exchange. And there's some quotes in this this little diner scene that is just to oh, die for. Oh. I, about my favorite one is, is written down. but The, the, the coupon? F- the coupon book. Yeah. We can yeah. leave that for people to watch. That's that's a hell of a line. Should we not spoil that one? I don't know. Yeah, you could say it. Well, no, you're right because that <laughs> that line is, is gold. Yeah. I, that one, I, I kind of remember when I first watched it. I was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> How she, scandalous. Uh, I, I, is she wrong? I don't know. I, I guess I didn't get it at first, but I'm like, okay, now I get it. But, okay, <laughs> I, I have two words for you at this point because I laughed again. Eggplant Parmesan. Yeah. Well, what about the whole? Then they get into the whole meat eater thing, and he. I, yeah, I so don't eat said, meat. You're a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. You look like it, it, you look like, like you, you eat look like meat at every meal all the time. <laughs> and he does. You look at him, and he is he is a carnivore. Yeah. And so that that's kind of you know that kind of got me thinking. Is her presence? It's clear clear that he doesn't want to keep her around, but. She stays around, and they get back to the apartment. So we're not going to do the quote. <laughs> well, no, we've t- it's not going to live up to expectations now. So um, people just need to see it. She, they order their food. Email us. Okay, 
She says, I don't have any money. So how were you able to get he inebriated? Says, how did you get inebriated? Yeah. <clears throat> and I quote, <laughs> she says, vaginas are like coupon books for alcohol. Yep. And it just, just, that line just hangs there. I don't know if I'm proud of it or not. <laughs> Is she right? So when they get back to the apartment, She's, you never know what time of day it is in his place, which is disconcerting. But if I look at this movie truthfully, and I know that they took Henry Rollins' back tattoo uh-huh. out on purpose. They have a close-up, because he's got tattoos, and most of them are his, and they have a close-up on his Misfits tattoo. Now, again, you mentioned earlier that us crass punk rock people were not in your periphery back in the day or even now, but the Misfits are another punk rock band fronted by Glenn Danzig. You can hit me at any time. <laughs> and I, I have heard of the Misfits, but so, I don't know the name, you know, the singer or whatever, but Henry Rollins has a forearm tattoo of the Misfits. Okay. So, and you can see it clearly in the scene. So, in my head, this immortal at some point got into punk rock and got a Misfits tattoo. But it's not there. It is there. You can see it in the movie. You can. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't 100%. see the tats. Yeah, I mean, it, most of them are his, and, and he's got a lot of piecemeal stuff. So they just took the back one off? Yeah. Okay. And, and that may, they would have been distracting. Like, you couldn't have seen- You wouldn't I, have I mean, seen the huge. scars? So what's interesting is he sits up, and he starts kind of looking at Andrea with a little bit of, like, is something going to happen? Like, he, he's growling a little bit, and there's this weird moment where he, he, he- And then he gets up, and he stops himself, and he goes out. Which, I, that got me too. I didn't know what, yeah. what that meant. He kept going out and, and leaving her and coming back. But, uh, y- you know, the, she doesn't know why. Right. And keeps questioning him and then he won't answer. But so Well, so, so they go back to the diner at this point and now there's a guy. Or wait, when, do they see, when does he see the guy with the pork pie hat yeah. and the goatee? Well, she, it's a little bit later because he goes out a couple of times, right? Yeah. And he comes back. Yeah. But at some point, he's at the diner, and he he's, sees this creepy guy. Goes, yeah, he goes through. What time is it? He goes and gets more of uh, the white package to it go would just into the fridge. It would be easier to buy a watch at yeah. this point. <laughs> I mean, get a he's got milk. Get a Belova. He checks the time know, by what's on TV. Get something with diamonds in it. I don't know, because later he tries to get robbed. Doesn't work. No, I mean, he, well, he was bling. hungry. <laughs> he was... But I mean, it's it must be so frustrating to not know the time. Yeah, it would just be easier to have a watch. And clearly, he can afford it. He's got a trunk full True. of money. Yes. So he goes out and uh, gets more gets more uh, the white package, right, and comes back with it. Well, no, he goes to meet Jeremy the next that Friday, and those two guys, the the hoods from before, take Jeremy away. Yeah, that's when that car. And now here. He the follows two, him. The two hoods, the two the two goons that we've met. Yep. The one guy had his nuts catastrophically destroyed. He's not limping. <laughs> You're right. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. Even the, the sound, sound effects, of that, like a grapefruit, it sounded being like squished by a vice. Yes. <laughs> he he. His testicles are annihilated. Yeah. They are just deflated. <laughs> he should be in the hospital. This guy is no limping. You're right. No, no. Just, hey, what are you doing? You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, he, I he, need to talk to the man you're killing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so he follows Jack them. follows them, and that's when he steals yeah, the, the in, mail truck. The intern's kidnapped. He follows the, the the black Lincoln. Yeah, 
the gang, the Goonie car, right? <laughs> Typical, cl- yeah. yeah, cliche. So he he breaks Why into the room. Why are they never just in a Volkswagen Beetle? You know, the bad guys show oh, up that's and Ted just Bundy's like a, car. Ooh, oh, the Yellow Beetle. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can't go that. You can't go okay, that. What's route. another cheesy? Just a, a sensible like a Prius, like an Oldsmobile eighty-eight. Just the villain show up in a <laughs> hot pink Prius. Get in the back of the car, Jeremy. <laughs> We're not having any of your lip. A Prius with snow tires. <laughs> so Jack shows up. He rescues Jeremy. He hurts these guys again. Yeah. Hurts the guy in the eye. He keeps hurting that one guy, Steve. Steve. <laughs> Henchman Steve. Which I love this guy. Because he, he gets an eye patch. He keeps hurting. Yeah, that's the second eye patch in the movie, by the way. <laughs> and he he ends up taking jeremy in his car to an ambulance that's parked in a random parking lot yeah the, with an asleep paramedic in it and he just drops jeremy off and off he goes yeah I like with it. the door back doors yeah, open back doors open they're I just like hanging it. out that's the way it goes you know something may happen i'm gonna chill out in the back sleep you know take some novocaine yeah so he did he get the package from him then? No, I don't and, think he did. Because that's why oh, he Oh, no, he must have him. taken it out, uh, yeah. out of the trunk because he has Because when one. he returns to the room, he puts it in the fridge, and she's like, where were you? You yeah. were gone for two hours. His, so his it, daughter. That's that's right. And he collapses on the bed again. And this is what I'm thinking. Is he exhausted because he's an immortal, or is he exhausted because he's a vegetarian? Yeah. Because it's exhausting being a vegetarian. They're tired all the time. Well, we know he's a vegetarian at this point. We don't know he's immortal at this point. I, I love the fact that you're taking that ridiculous, dumbass question serious. <laughs> if there was a studio audience and there was no laugh, I would have been like, take that joke out of the repertoire. Edit. No more no more vegetarian jokes. <laughs> no more eggplant parm. No more. Well, I mean, eggplant parmesan is pretty tasty, but, you know. This guy, he's he's an immortal. He's big, so they they end up going to bingo, which is one of my favorite parts. Of Again, this. he asks what time it is. He, he says six o'clock. Bingo. Yeah, and then boom, they're in the in the church. And I don't know what it is about the the imagery of Henry Rollins, an immortal who's maybe a vampire, who's got a new daughter, and they're just playing bingo. It's awesome, and it's in a traditional probably the church from the beginning, like it, dummy. It, yeah, and, and she says, "How often do you come here?" And he says three times a week? He says at least three times at a week. At least three times a week. And uh, he said something to the effect of, she said, why do you like coming here? And he says, what does he say? These people- These people don't distract me. They don't distract me. Pan around the room, and it's all senior citizens and that. So in other words, they don't have fresh blood, fresh limbs. They're not tasty. So when you pan around the room, it's all old people, and they don't distract him. Yeah, because her bare shoulder earlier. What remember? was that? He, did he? The, it he, was oh, tempting. Yeah. The, okay. The demon was coming up, okay. you know, and he was trying to trying to hold it down. I yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So that, you know, brings us to our. Well, they, they do bingo. It's clear that. Um, it doesn't really work, or he doesn't win very much. They go back to the diner. Yeah, right? she questions him, right? And this is where a, a henchman, prior to drugging Jack's water, inexplicably just shoves the waitress's tray on the ground. Yeah, it was a distraction, supposedly. A so distraction. He could put and the he, poison in the water. But before that, is the whole uh, his daughter is setting 
uh, talking with Kara, do you like bingo? And, oh, that's yeah, right. Like, senior, that's like, right. like old people bingo and sets them up with sets a bingo date with, with her. That's nice. And he's like, yeah, you got and a date. And then it's revealed that in the last time he was with a woman, he's, how yeah. old are you, 19, 19 years? Yeah. And, and he like, was married before, twice. At, at least twice. At least twice. He says, yeah. But, yeah, he says, how old are you? And she says, 19. And he says, 19 years. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you'll be fine. She's nice. <laughs> and you have to think, okay, uh, what do we know about him? We we think he's immortal. We don't know anything. I mean, he, he have we seen him drink blood at this point? No. No. So he's collecting something you think are body parts, I think is a rib roast from a medical intern. Right. And, we haven't seen him eat it. And there's growling. and. But he's a vegetarian. Vegetarian. At the diner. And they're honing in on that. So you're thinking, oh, but that's how he lives. And he may be an angel. Yeah. Well, we know he's got the scar, but we, we don't have the immortal oh, yeah. yet. We don't have the immortal thing yet. Oh, uh, he... Um, is impenetrable to bullets. He got or he shot. heals. He just got shot in the hand. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it, that maybe he's just immune to pain because at that point he's shot in the hand. He well, still bandages. He's still his an hand. alien cannibal right now. He's an alien cannibal. <laughs> he's not Wolverine, so he doesn't have. He's not growing fangs. Regenerative pro- properties that we know of. Yeah, he hasn't bitten anyone on the neck. So then he's back in his apartment, and this is one of my favorite gathering of the villains. There's a bunch of them outside of his place, and one of them has an eye patch. And that's why I wrote down eye patch. I thought that's great. I think that's a bold move. And they. Well, he's staggering back because he got his oh, water poisoned. Yeah. By... And when he comes out, was it, was it supposed to kill him? Mm-hmm. It did kill him. So they thought. It, and uh, he oh. said, I was glad he just didn't bite it in the diner. So he he's dizzy and he's falling around in the apartment and he tells his daughter I got to go out. So he goes right. out, collapses in the back alley, and then these guys scoop him up because he sees bad guys yep. and he and wants to protect her. And oh, they yeah. take him to the dock and they're getting ready to throw him into the ocean. Right. And is he wrapped in chains? And, no. And they said there's metal around him. He's so heavy with all this metal. He threw something off when he came out. So they're they're gonna drown him essentially. They were just throwing him off. He was already dead. They were just disposing of the body. Yeah. But then he, he wakes up. Now he's immortal. Well, no, the <laughs> now funny, we know. The funny thing is what happens, <laughs> they try to kill him by drowning. And does he throw, does he take the other guy? Remember, what happened to Larry? Yeah. Larry, they're going to ask us what happened to Larry. Well, no, it's a dead body. And then he wakes up. But he pulls and Larry And he grabs in. the guy that poisoned him <laughs> and dives into the ocean with him. And Larry doesn't come up and they're like, jump in after him. Yeah, it's, it's too cold. cold. <laughs> you go in. They're going to ask what the hell happened to Larry. <laughs> Do you notice like that the it's Steve and and Gary and Larry all of the henchmen just kind of yeah, have, yeah we just need a Harry like they they they're a dad band they just need you know a a, a Todd on bass <laughs> sorry dude that was oh, upside, wasn't it Do you want to have a ba- is that a bass challenge no I are can't you, are you challenging it. The, nope okay. <laughs> so it he finally makes himself known he climbs out of the water and Steve and other guy well, annihilated yeah, the, balls guy. Are in the car, and he comes walking back out of the water and throws something off of him. I don't know. If I that think chains. Maybe I that think was they weighted him down. Weighing him down. Yeah. Okay, because you don't want I him didn't to know float. what it was. Don't want to float. To... Now he's mad. Now he's got the full on Rollins, and he's he's going. making otherworldly sounds. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to be like a super nerd, but he's making sounds that are not normal to the human esophagus. <laughs> right. 
And and he's maybe got and I thought he was going to turn into a demon. He doesn't. He yanks these guys out of the car. Now Todd, I got to ask you. Yeah. As far as throat rips yeah. go, how does this rank? That It took him a little long to get the to get the esophagus out, I thought. I thought they I thought that was like <laughs> I thought that was time. on purpose. Yeah. It sounded so I gnarly. It, I thought it should have been it, sh- it, it, it was like quicker. first a ripping and then a sloshing <laughs> yeah. and then a... yeah, yeah. So that that was for effect, but um, great effect. I was then, aroused. It was fantastic. Aroused. What about when he uh, took the when he uh, tossed it in his mouth? There, that ate, ate the throat. That all. I, see, I just wonder, like, okay, what is that? Is that linguine? Is that you know some <laughs> kind of gummy? Like, what did they do for Henry Rollins on set? Corn what was syrup, he eating? Corn syrup is what they use for the blood. Yeah. But yeah, so he he rips out a throat and he eats it, and this yep. I think is the fir- and first. And the other time? goon is seeing this. Yeah, yeah, one eye. What Steve Patch? Yeah, Steve <laughs> survives this. Annihilated balls guy is is the throat rip, and so all of a sudden it's like, okay, because he's never demonstrated super strength, and he doesn't in the movie. You never see him lift a car, so he's an immortal maybe. Yeah, he does get quick to heal. Now he's eating flesh. Now I'm thinking zombie, <laughs> yeah, or or vampire, yeah. Except, yeah, it's kind of a different take because vampires usually just do the blood thing, you, right? And you know this guy's eating the flesh as well, so that's zombie. So then he grabs Patch, right, and he's interrogates him a little oh, bit no, to that's move later. the story forward. I don't think he because the two of them are there. Yeah, in he, the car. he he abducts Patch later. He ends up back at his place. He's got blood on him. And that's when he tells Andrea to leave. And he says something really horrible to her. Well, do you know why that was? Well, because I think he was going to eat her. Eat yeah, her face. Because eat all of, eat, eat her entire self. He fell off the wagon. That was the first scene yeah. where he ate human flesh. Yeah. And then back at the apartment, he's clearly having a, a, a demon attack uh, where he's yeah. a vampire. He's turning into the vampire. He's turning into that's the That's what cannibal. I thought was happening. Okay, here's your mouth thing. In the do the apartment, mouth thing. Right. And so- this is actually a a spiritual moment. Oh, this is it? Well, it started a little bit earlier, but this is one of the big ones. Instead of, you know, so as we find out, this guy is 10,000 years old, and uh, he finds out he has a daughter, and he actually, rather than attacking and eating her, he fights it off and uh, says the most vile things to get her out of the apartment. So he yeah. puts... His daughter before himself. Yeah. And he, he does that wide mouth opening thing. And I thought fangs are going to come out. And okay. So now he has the taste of flesh. And now he kills yeah. his neighbor who's yelling at his at the landlady. Yeah, the the which sweet was little old landlady. Yeah. He is saying the most <laughs> vile shit to her. It is so awful. And she's Betty White smiling at him. Yep. Like she doesn't even hear and it. And she cares about him later. So Jack <laughs> kills this guy. Throws his body in a bump dumpster in broad daylight, and again, this landlady's got murder all over her place. But he did wrap it up in a in a yeah bag. So that leads you to this thing about how he he can only kill bad people because now he's got a taste for things, right? And then he walks outside. Yeah, he's off. He's he's back on human flesh again. He's he's off the wagon, as he tells us later. And he 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 drops a lot of hundreds. In a, com- a comedic moment, 
Oh, you well, know? he's out hunting. Yeah, yeah and he's and going by guy, the gangs, the gang on the corner. Gives him back his his money. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, you shouldn't keep this much. And then yeah, this like super tough group of like barrio gang kids come, shoulder checks him, and the guy's like, "Oh man, my bad, I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then who is it? He's like, that comes up. It's a bunch of young white yuppie kids. So why has he got this morality all of a sudden? And he's not just that is that is kind of interesting. It, it is. I never. I never. And you're to think maybe that. the daughter is, is had an effect on creating. So these yuppie white kids pick a fight with this dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, How old are you? How old are you? You, you look you, fourteen. You look fourteen. Yeah. And then the one guy's like, Yeah, I'm old enough to to kill you or something. And he's like, That'll You'll do. do. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he yeah, he he goes on a uh, full cannibal spree here. So I, I think, you know, again, that's that's an interesting concept where you don't know what his morality has been. This is what it is now. He goes back to his apartment and he gets this phone call. Do you remember the phone call from the bad guy? Oh, the the guy that can't stop dropping the f bomb. Well, oh no, that's Derek, <laughs> <laughs> the other tough bad guy. Derek, Gary, Larry, Steve. <laughs> this sounds like a rough crew. You don't want to, you know, run into in a dark alley. <laughs> But he gets a call, and, and it's a it's um it's a voicemail from somebody who says, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Jillian Huntsman has been killed. I've it's the most cordial. It's so nice. Yeah, He's bye. like, "So we've just you know we killed Jillian Huntsman uh, in the process. We've of abducted your daughter. Andrea Huntsman." And I'm like, "Huntsman, okay, what's what's going on there?" It's the most cordial call from a villain, and he just kind of lays down again. Yeah. It's kind of that call was hilarious. The yeah, way, the way he phrased it, and he's like, "Bye." Yeah, at the end, like, yeah, when we can kill the when when can we kill this chick? <laughs> Hang up. Well, he's supposed to meet him at the dock at midnight. Yeah, and and uh, he doesn't. And then uh, he doesn't. He goes to the he goes to he lays uh, back down the diner instead. And this is where we have the boyfriend issue, mailman Tim. Or is that the one where? Because there's one where he runs out on her too, because he's having a full on. Yeah, that happens earlier, but at this moment, at this point, um, he goes to the diner. There's a call from the boyfriend, and then the boyfriend shows up. Yeah, Kara goes out to deal with it, and yeah, they're the about other to call flow the number flow, two that tries flow. to call the police. <laughs> oh, they're She's really getting the into it now. And so Jack does something interesting. She's on the phone with nine one one or the police. Yeah, and he grabs the phone and goes click. Yeah. I'll handle it. Yeah, he does a full Clint, Clint Eastwood now, moment. Now, you can't hang up on the police like that. They will show up. Well, in the 80s. It's awesome. <laughs> don't get me wrong. You could, and you Henry could Rollins, Stone Cold, just like, I got this. You like the, you like the Clint Eastwood moment. And, and, and out he goes, and we see it's Mailman Tim. Like, obviously, Dirtbag, cheating on Kara, they're an ex. But he is physically, like, trying to get car keys away from yeah, her. He, it's my and, car. And he's it's pushing my car. her around and... and so good writing here, right? You expect him to just rip this guy's head off, you know, just uh, throw an arm off, you know, just tear him yep. to pieces, impress the girl, you know, do all that. So he he just goes gets in between the two of them, <laughs> and when he walks forward, you just give him it's, the shove. That shove, yeah. He walks forward like again, that. gives him another shove, puts <laughs> his head down, full on, you know. Now is that a martial arts technique or is that a no, defensive? Is that was, like he um, was just I don't want to fight. Sho- yeah, he was just shoving him. So my favorite thing, and I don't think it was supposed to be comedic, but it was, and I love this movie, is Tim punches Jack, punches him again, hurts yep. his hand, and then Jack spits 
a comedic amount of blood out of his mouth onto Tim. Yeah, I he, mean, you've seen it like a spray. This is like a jettison, and it just goes on Tim's face. Yeah, and he's so freaked out. He's like, he's gonna leave. I'm taking the car. Yeah, it's it's the best fight scene. It's awesome. He goes to say something to him, you know, and he just spits the blood in his face because he punched him in the mouth. Yeah. And so at this point, Kara's left with no car. And again, Jack's still not fully feeling. He's like, how far away do you live? Yeah. 12 blocks. <laughs> you, can you can make it. And he's about to leave. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> and again, it's... Henry Rollins' performance is is great. And again, it's deadpan, It's but it's there's purpose to it. And you can tell at this point that even though all this stuff is happening to him, right? Like fights that would ruin your weekend. Oh, it's ratcheting up for sure. Yeah. But he's still bored. He's still, I'm, I got to do this, but I don't care. Yeah. But why, do, what is the thing? Yeah, the big reveal's coming. And so he decides to walk her home. And she follows, she's, they live in the same direction. So she, he walks towards his place and he stops and turns around and she's following him. Oh yeah, so he decides. He lives to past up. her and yeah. she's like, "Oh, I'm lazy. You walk this far when they get to her place. Right. She's twelve blocks away and he's another and six blocks walk from every, her." Yeah, but the, their walk and talk I think is great, and yeah. this leads to, I think, my favorite moment in the movie. And it was going to be my clip, but it's not. The, because the word, the recital of all his past jobs, <laughs> yes. reminiscent of uh, hard, oh ticket to Hawaii, hard ticket to Hawaii. Uh. Oh, <laughs> when I first saw this movie, I, I I was in for a penny and for a pound yeah. to this point. But when that scene happened, I oh my god, I was so delighted with it, <laughs> and I, I I'm not even going to say any of it, and I you can if you want, but she asks, I don't even know what you do. And he recites the jobs that he's done, probably yeah. a fraction of them, and it's really funny. Yeah, well, she, I mean, in 200 years to accomplish what he recites. <laughs> but, you know, he mentions a couple of things that anchor him in, in a certain time period, but some of it could be very vague. And it's it's just, I don't know how many takes they took to get that. Yeah. He... It was so well he, done. It's all. I don't think there's a cut in that. I think he just. I think you're right. I, I think I'm not he sure went that there straight is through. I mean, it, it was pretty impressive. I mean, it was, it's a lot of shit. And she said, "Oh, that's a lot of stuff." And and so then the big she hug. She makes a point to say, "I've never heard you say that much." And he says, "I haven't spoken this much in a, in a long time or yeah. forever." And she gives him a hug. Now again, really great moment because face acting I love, and he. Does really well. He reciprocates the hug. Did you expect that? No, well, I didn't. Ex- I but it was it like was held dead, back. He dead did fish, the like yeah, arms at your side, and then and then finally he he does reciprocate the hug. Now, why does um, he leave? Why does he run? Was he worried he's going to be aroused by this? He, experience yeah, he, and, you know, he, he his morality is kicking in, and he doesn't. She's he doesn't want her to be a, the midnight snack. So you think he's worried he can't control himself at this point? I yeah, because clearly he he set that up by kicking the daughter out. Yeah, um, that he couldn't control it; that he was gonna um, right. eat her. And that's when he runs back to his place, <clears throat> opens up his crisper, and empties or drops the bag of blood. Yeah, you find its blood. Well, on there's the floor. your answer right there. That 
he he was it wasn't a was, rib roast. He was Jones and like for if a, it was a slab <laughs> of ribs and he had to put like season them yeah. like all frantic. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> got to get these ribs in. They got to cook slow and low for nine and, hours. Well, plasma comes in these little black little bags, right? Like this is a huge bags. bag. This is like a, a you know what a two foot long yeah. tube. And, and he, it spilled and on the floor, and he's spilled, kind of sopping it up. It was gross. And he has this moment where he's sopping up, and he sits down, and he goes, this could be bad. <laughs> and he gets on all fours. And it, it, it and, culminates. And wraps it what's, up. what's the grossest thing in this scene for you? Him looking that stuff up off the really? floor like I, that, yeah. I thought it was the sponge. Oh, At one point when he, he got the he last few bits sponge, of it. <laughs> and I have, I have a thing about sponges. Like, but it's getting me right now. I think they're so gross. <laughs> they're supposed to be clean, but they're not. They always smell like somebody's ass. It's gross. And um, the the combination of, like, sponge stink and blood and the glass, not worth it. I don't want to puke up all that blood. You, you better stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So in one of the interviews, he that was not planned. And Rollins told the director um, that that the character would do this, and he's like, "Really? You want to do that?" And he's that like, "He would slop up. Go the for it. Yeah, get down on all fours and lick it all." I mean, that did they didn't have it that way. They had it much less gross. And Rollins is the one that created that and, and went for it and did all that gross shit wow. because that's what the character. So it's like Nicolas Cage and Vampire's Kiss deciding to eat that cockroach twice. Oh, give me the voice. <laughs> He, he never died. Alva? Alva? I never died. I've never died in my life. That was terrible. You're welcome. I'm going to work on that. Nobody email us about how bad that was. Oh. So um, we're getting kind of towards the, the, the climax here. He goes to the docks, and we meet the worst villain hideout doorman of all time, Gary. Would you agree he's the worst villain yeah. hideout well, doorman? He goes to the dock and nobody shows up. So the daughter's not there. Nobody meets him at meets Well, she's him. been kidnapped at this point. Yeah, we know she's were, been kidnapped. Well, the voicemail said to meet him. Or she'd be and, dead. And there's a scene that he goes he goes to the docks and nobody's there. Although it's supposed to be midnight and it's daytime. And then he goes back to the bar where he used to be a bouncer. Um, he used to be a security guard there. So the place at the docks, is that the bar? Are they the same? No, he, he left that place and then went to the bar. I always thought, you know, where Gary is, who lets everybody in. He just leaves that slide open so anybody can just slide, reach their hand in, unlock it. You just walk in. They're Gary, like, what are you doing here? The the, the guy in the, the peephole there? Yeah. Where he's not going tells the, him to, he's tells the, him to get lost? Yeah, he's the worst villain hideout guy ever. <laughs> everybody gets in. He leaves the, the slide thing open the yeah. first time he goes, because Henry Rollins, or, or Jack rather, says is tom here tom is dead and he's like oh yeah which is interesting yeah. for later alex is in charge alex is ready to go to bed it's it's daylight i get it this movie's still great and he goes in to meet alex who unknown we don't well, know he doesn't he let him in but when he leaves he leaves a, he leaves that security door hat you know open a little bit so he opens it reaches around and unlatches yeah. it again the worst villain hideout right. guy ever <laughs> Gary, I got my eyes on you, Gary. You're on lock. So we meet Alex. It seems that Jack worked for them at some point in time. 
Tom is dead. He's not working. He's not running the company anymore. Jack worked security for these guys at some point. We find out Tom is Alex's dad and that Alex has gone legit and he's a regular club guy. Yeah, this is their first meeting and he's trying to find out if he ordered the kidnapping on Adrian. Right. And he says no. Alex says no. No. What's her name? Andrea. Andrea. Yo. Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. Yo, Andrea. You know, how's your kidnapping going? Rocky Rollins. You can you can understand my confusion. I can. (laughs) This movie's like Rocky. It's punching. It's bleeding. So Alex says no, and then there's a moment where Rollins, Jack rather, Jack has a little ESP. He looks at a bookshelf yeah. and he hears what he hears he moaning. Yeah, something. Yeah, and he igno- and he and he ignores he, it. He leaves it. He ignores it. Yeah. And so is that like all right, fine? Maybe it's her. Maybe it's not. I'm going to go get some nightmarish sleep. Yeah. He goes back to the diner. Oh, that's right. He goes back to the diner. Oh, this is the best. This is when he goes back to the diner. He walks in. There's somebody dead. And there's a whole bunch of bad guys in there. Yeah, the guy, like the chef or the, the cook or yeah, whatever. The cook the is laying dead, on the floor of the bullet you know, hole. Friday the yeah. 13th style, like, uh-oh. Yep. And there's a comical amount of bad guys in there. Yeah. He's, and poor Kara. Yeah. She's, she's she shaking how like a leaf. is she, right? But how, how stoic. What a performance that was, the the. the Covering up the fear kind right. of thing and pouring the Tries coffee. Tries to pour in the coffee hand. and he says and no. The, Help me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought it was great. I yeah. like I, I wanted I'm to a protect Kara her. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> I am a fan of that actress. I'd like to see her in way more things. Oh. Kate Greenhouse being more things. That's higher. Her. So he says, Jack says, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Which again, you're like, I think he's really going to take a piss. I think he doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah, right. And somebody follows him into the bathroom. But he knew. I think my yeah, take was on it. He he did that just to isolate one of them and right. take him out. Yeah, because he knew he would follow. So him what happens to that guy? Oh, um, well, I guess we don't. So see. he's he's taking a piss, and then the guy's washing his hands. They turn takes out an ice pick, confer- and then it cuts. The next scene is Jack walking yeah. out of the bathroom. No guy. And then again, poor Kara. She sees an ice pick. She's like, out Oh my god! <laughs> what? You're back. Yeah. And he, he's like, ah, uh, ice pick. He rips Darn. it out and goes, ice pick. <laughs> <laughs> so then then the shooting, the shoot fest begins, right? Well, one of my favorite things is um, this young kid trying to make a name for himself, I imagine, trying to like stake a claim, yeah. just runs up and shoots Jack square in the head. Right in the center of the forehead. And one of my favorite moments is when he stands up and that music, <laughs> and the look and, on and, Rollins' face, yeah. it's, that's he's, pretty He's a little tremendous. angry. And then Patch Patch is like, see, I told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't kill him. You can't, you can't do it. And he's half, his ass is halfway out of the thing Yeah, already. he's like, I, I don't want to be here. And then it, it cuts to, I love this kind of scene in movies where it's, you know, you know violence is happening inside, but it cuts to outside and all you hear is gunfire and screaming. <laughs> like muffled yeah. yeah yeah and then somebody gets thrown out the window um yeah they put a little bit in the budget for that that was, it was yeah yeah that, that was something they spent some money on that so one. very clearly um jack has dispatched all uh with the exception of one steve in the diner he comes out and he says to kara i need your help yeah i need your help 
And, he has two bullet holes in his forehead. Yeah. And and Kara's clearly gone a little bit bye-bye at She's this point. Maintaining She's trying to hold him together. Exceptionally well, in my opinion. And then uh She's not going anywhere with him. <laughs> but he keeps on saying, you know, I need your car. Will this guy fit in your trunk? It's okay, he's not dead. Well, he he gets her to Will go by saying they have Adrian. He, yeah. <laughs> it, She's Adrian for me, sorry. Does he offer her the million dollars at this point? Um, I think he does. When they get out to the car, he says, she's still you, trying to not go. Because he says, if you help me, I will give you a million dollars. And she says, where do you have a million dollars? At my apartment, in the case, honest. He says, honest. I have a million dollars, honest. Yeah. Like that makes it all. So she she she's <laughs> in pretty quickly, and they get into the car. And again, another one of my favorite scenes. Well, they put him in. The, they put the guy in the trunk. Steve goes in the trunk. Patch in the trunk. And Rollins grabs her. Jack, gosh, almighty! Jack grabs her toolkit or her toolbox. He gets. Did you like this yeah, scene? She, oh, I loved it. She's in the driver's seat. He gets in the passenger seat. Is that my toolbox? Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> oh. was a perfect. Per, I mean, that was spot on. Oh, him was, I, was I in character there? You, you were. <laughs> yes. Out come the pliers. It's right into his forehead, digging away with the sound effects. And The sound effects were pretty great. Poor Kara again. It's lose, crunching and squishing. Yeah, she is losing her mind. And then one of my favorite points in the drive was, are you a v-? And he cuts her off. Oh, saying, vampire! Don't say it. Yeah, don't say it. Don't speak of it. <laughs> well, in in the you scene, you exist. With, You're for real. With the pliers, she again r- holding herself well together, and she's like, "Shouldn't you be brain dead or something?" And he said, "If I let the bullet stay in, it'll heal over and I'll get migraines." And he's digging in his head. Yeah, that's why he says he's taking it out. And she's like, "What's wrong with you?" Or and he's like, "I have pliers in my head." It hurts. <laughs> and again, she's like, isn't this a problem? And he, his delivery is so great. Yeah. He says, like, you you would think. Yeah. That yeah about the brain why don't you have brain? Yeah, you yeah. would think. You would think, but no. <laughs> I have pliers in my head. It hurts. <laughs> well, the getting the migraines was hilarious because clearly it's happened yeah. before. And, and he's left them in and then had to dig them had out. Had to deal with that. Because he's getting migraines. So. so they go back to the apartment, and now we got our landlady again, this sweet, well, spry 90-year-old. He's, he's dragging, dragging the unconscious patch up down the hallway. He has two bullet holes in his yeah. head. He's got two bullet holes in his head. Kara's losing her mind. <laughs> and out comes the landlady. You all have a good night now. <laughs> so they, yeah, they step sure in front of the body, place. and they're like, well, she's asking where the neighbor asking is that he the ate. <laughs> Did he stay with a friend? He should have told <laughs> me. Should've... If I see him, I'll let you know. He is in the dumpster, spry lady. Yeah. Yeah, She. that was a very uh, comedic. So this is, this is when we get the crux of the movie. Jack, I think, intentionally leaves the trunk open while he gets his tape and chair for Steve to uh, apparently interrogate him. But he leaves the tr- his trunk open. He doesn't need anything in it. Doesn't get anything in it. He opens it, goes to an opposite area. And you think leaves. he left it open for? Kind of. Okay. I don't know why. Well, he takes he takes Steve in the bathroom. He says he's going to go interrogate him. Yeah. And uh, 
she leaves like her a, in the living like room. Like a real jerk, starts rooting through his shit. Yeah. He says, there's your money, and tells her to leave. Does he say, there's your money? Yeah, there's Oof. your money, tells her to leave, because when he's in the bathroom interrogating him, the phone rings. So he just gives her carte blanche to that whole thing? Yeah, there's well more than a million in there. Maybe not, I don't know. Because he told her a million the first thing, and then he's going to fill the duffel bag So after. she's going to have to count that out? That's going to take time, machines, accounting? A million dollars. Well, they're bundled, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, so we get to the point where... <laughs> simultaneous, so... It was about to happen. I go high, you go low. So... So... <laughs> to the listeners at home... Hopefully nobody knows what happened. That's just for us. We're keeping that right here. It was a stomach thing, just FYI. wasn't maybe what you thought it was. Uh, right, get your composure. It's uh, all right. No, that that was... You had to be here. At this point, she is rooting through his stuff like a real jerk and finds... What does she find first? She finds a 1914 picture of him from World War One. So you know what I immediately thought? He knows Wonder Woman. That's an interesting crossover. The World crossover War I moment. picture in the trenches, right? With right. Uh, Wonder Woman in that picture. Remember That's true. from the first one? Right. He knows Wonder Woman. I, I think that's probably canon now. That's DC canon. Todd said it here. <laughs> he never died. Wonder Woman crossover. It's canon. Rollins and Godot. That's right. Godot. 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 You say Godot, I say Godot. What, what I love that he does that I want to use in my life is his use of the word okay <laughs> because people are just like that can't be true okay yeah end of conversation What's your response to we're that? done here because he he she says how old are you and he says i don't know but i'm in the bible if that means anything and again that's another line that i just loved and he's revealed to be Cain. Cain. Cayenne. Cayenne pepper. Yeah. I mean, there's a. He says it's cayenne, but. You know me. It's cayenne. The pepper? You know me as cayenne. You can call me Taco Bell. That was in the car ride over. Yeah. With the whole vampire thing went on. So she. She seems okay with this. He. And they don't linger on it enough until later. And I think that's a good thing. But he interrogates. Steve, and that's when Derek calls, and this is a, a side character who's just yelling at him and cussing at him, and we're gonna find you. Oh yeah, the he says the f bomb more times than yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's real compact. But they send somebody to Jack's place, like there's somebody here now. Well, I, I like actually going back when he picks up the phone and he asks Steve, "Is Derek somebody I should be talking to?" Yeah, I don't know. Do you do crime with Derek? Yeah. Yeah, he's still trying to find his daughter. And then... Uh, do you do crime with Derek? And Steve's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Check this eye patch. I do crime. So I'm getting so two you, eye patches. So you do want to talk to him. And and it, it's a neat, and Derek is just an unhinged weirdo. But the point is that he is sending somebody to Jack's place. Yeah. and he, The guy breaks in. They're in the bathroom. He Kara the hasn't door left. In. So he goes out there, and I told you to leave. And then I wrote this quote down because it was another one of her gems. I needed a moment. I needed a minute. 
And that's absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. After Let's everything she's just seen. A potential vampire with bullets in his head gives you carte blanche to his money cachet. You think he's still potential at this point? He's kind of confessed to being a vampire. Wouldn't even let her say the word. Well, yeah, I was wondering about that. I Yeah. Because they really exist. He says, yeah, but I'm the only yeah. one. And then he makes a reference to him being himself being Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Oh, later? Our oh, that's great. at the that's battle great. that, yeah, all the impaling took place. Yeah. And so we got a henchman. Jack is led outside. There's a scuffle and a gunshot. Jack has dispatched this villain. Oh, in the hallway, with yeah. With blood splatter beautiful, all over the wall. Beautiful halo on the wall. That, that landlady assuredly will not see. Yeah, she didn't come out for that. That'll stay there forever. <laughs> And who's cleaning this up? He collects most of his money, a few things from the case, and he's ostensibly leaving. Did you think he was adios at that point? Well, he's taken. Uh, is that where he says you'll never see me again? Yeah. yeah. And he leaves. Yeah. And he cuts the finger off of one of the the yep. the bad guys, and off. He okay, goes. so yeah, this point is where he's he he fills a duffel bag, and then he's sitting outside in the alley is back against the wall with a duffel bag full of money and a few trinkets out of the chest and his snack finger yeah he eats he eats a snack that he just again great sound design that like <laughs> and he has to pull a little bone out of his teeth like Arr. yeah why so, the finger why pick the as a to-go maybe it's convenient yeah and, i'd and, want something meatier at this point he knows where his daughter is so why is he sitting in the alley with the duffel bag, and then he pulls out the dagger, the ancient dagger, and reads the Latin off of it, which we're going to assume is Roman. Right. That he was a Roman centurion or who knows what, right? And that dagger is from that time. He reads that Latin line, and then he goes and rescues the daughter. Yeah. So did he clearly doesn't need a minute. I did not <laughs> uh, translate the Latin. Sorry, dude. Well, they did in one of the interviews, and it, oh, it was okay. it was I just a, a quote of the the Roman centurions, you know, like a battle right. quote kind of thing of honor and you know battle and all that. So the interviews are liking it to them. Well, he wasn't going to go get his daughter, but then when he read that, pulled out the dagger, reminded him of his honor as a as a Roman. I, you know what? I, I agree. I think that's and exactly. I, it. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what the writer was going for or not. I think you're right on, hundred percent. It it didn't make sense to me until you articulated it that way. I think that's but absolutely true. He would not spend all that time trying to find out where she is and then not go after yeah. her. But he enlists the help of Kara again, Yeah. who, again, she delivers that great line, you said you'd never see me, or I'd never see you again, yeah. and here you are an hour later. Yeah, here you an hour later, here you are. Asking for my help. And, and she, why does he need her help? Because he needs he her needs, to bring back his daughter when he's dispatching everybody else. He needs, he needs a car. He doesn't have a car. Yeah. He needs the car again. Because he only goes three places. Yeah. I will give you this duffel bag and your family and your family's family will never have to work again. So a lot of a lot of money in there. So Kara's, Kara's doing it for the money. Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah. If it's just driving, I don't got to you know, kill or eat anybody. <laughs> She says something really great, another comedic moment. Um, she says, you're going to kill another room full of people, right? He's like, probably. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> that might have even been her best. That, it's a good one. That line, the way she delivered that was, was a 10. Yeah. It was, it was a highlight she of the movie. She is a superstar. I'm, I'm just She's falling in love with this, yeah. uh, this yeah. actress as hey, we're doing Kara, this Kara, if thing. you're out there, call me. Get at us. Get at Todd. 
So we have the finale at the bar, which is not the same place as the dock. This is the bar where Alex runs stuff. Where he was earlier, where the bookshelf is. Right. Yeah. The office at the top of the bar. Oh, he, he kills uh, your doorman. Your doorman's yeah. not letting him in. What's his name? Gary? Gary. Or? Kills him with pulling his tie real hard. Yep, chokes him out with his tie. Gary was in Shimmer Lake, that movie where with Rain Wilson where it yep. goes back. He was an armed... I, for some reason, I don't know why I remember How do you that. know this stuff? He was like in one of the armored car drivers in Shimmer Lake. How? How? You, I don't know. Is that coming out of the gray matter or did you look that know. one up? No, I, I didn't. It just, it for some reason, popped in my head for some reason. That's impressive. <laughs> what's what's the last name of your neighbors? My neighbor's last name? I don't know. Okay. So we've got <laughs> this. We didn't talk much about the score. I think the score is great. It's. All the music is so different, aside from "Who's Got the Hole," <laughs> which is the creepiest version of that song since Garland Green sang it in Con Air. I think no, <laughs> Con Air is a movie with Nicolas Cage. I do know the movie, but I didn't had, know that was in there. You had Steve Buscemi as a horrible serial killer, and he sings that song because a little girl teaches it to him. I don't know why I had to tell you that in a Texan Texas accent. But there's this jaunty jazz score, and for some reason, I love when jaunty jazz music is paired with horrible violence. Jaunty, yeah. Describe. And the guy shoots Jack. Tempo hi hat. Guy shoots Jack and like, wait, who just shot somebody? I just shot somebody. I shot him. He killed Gary. What'd you do? I shot him. And then they're realizing. Then they attack him, and he pulls a fork out of his back, and everybody's trying to shoot him. Yeah, this is him way working his way up to, yeah. the, to the top guy by the bookcase. And he, he kills a bunch of people, and then he walks up to the long hair guy who shoots him in the chest, and he says, are you Derek? He says, yeah. yeah. Derek unloads his gun on him. This, the whole thing. Yeah, and he's still dropping the F-bomb the whole time. Yeah. And this it, guy's got a serious body And it's not a mom. real masculine voice either. Well, it's, it's kind of British, isn't it? It's kind of, I don't know, but, but it's hilarious the way he delivers yeah. it. Yeah. All these people are dispatched. So then he, yeah, he dispatches him to. Goes to Alex. Up the stairs he goes. Pushes Alex against the wall and crushes his nuts with his knee. That, that was the next sound design where it's like. <laughs> and like, okay, that's a rough patch. That's a bummer. Yeah, and and uh, then the big reveal about he killed his father and the whole grudge thing is how this all came about. Then he hears, he hears the moaning again. And the guy, it's. Did you think his performance was a little over the top, the way he was Alex? delivering those lines? Yeah. Hell yeah. I loved every oh, second it of it. It was so- What's my blood type, Jack? Yeah. I loved it. It I, was really, it was too much. This guy but realized, it was funny. he realized that he was in the room with Henry Rollins. And he was going to do as much as he could. <laughs> because he he's moment. acting totally opposite of yeah. this man devoid of emotion. And it's- bazonkers and it's yeah. fantastic i loved it's it way over the time i loved it's it it's just books jack <laughs> so down comes the bookcase he rips it open this part got me this and when i saw his daughter i didn't like it it got me too we were, too... we're both fathers yeah. and when we saw her face is how just beat been up pummeled. they beat the so... shit out of her and it just tears your heart out i didn't like it I, and no. a, a, it, a lot of thanks go to the makeup effects people because yeah. that looked horrible. Oh, it, she looked, and she couldn't talk. They had a video camera on her. And, yeah, and on later Alex, Alex says, well, we're going to videotape us yeah. beating the shit out of her and send it to, to you. To piss you off. 
and you're realizing the, the that immortal vampire we want to piss off not smart and they you know he rescues her he's carrying her out gives her gives her to uh uh Kara to and tells her to drive her to, yeah, the, take hospital. Her to the hospital I'm going back in I'm going back after uh, my boy here who's uh, did he break his ankle? Or, yeah, he broke his ankle. Yeah, he wants Alex to stay. So again, in a, in a moment of sound design, it's so long. <laughs> yeah. Are you queuing that one up? Yeah. So I'm getting to my to my um, to my quote or, or scene from the movie. Okay. It's not very long, and it was going to be him listing off his jobs, but um, this is when he has Alex kind of bent over the bar. Everybody's gone, and he's with Alex. And Alex is... They're face-to-face down in the bar. Kind of broken. Yeah. And he's down in the bar. I was doing pretty well for a while. I was walking the tightrope of sobriety. And then your revenge stunt made me fall right off the wagon. Hearing just, you know, the, the audio, you really, you know, really hit you how well he delivered that. Yeah, I, I, I like that line. And so we we close with creepy uh, goatee guy showing up. So the, the, the guy in the hat. Now, interestingly, the only person besides him who saw him in the entire movie was his offspring. Yeah. His daughter was the only one that could see him besides him. So... I've got notes here on that too. I, I, and the discussion on who this, who, who is the guy in the hat? Well, he says, creepy guy shows up. Why, why for him? Meaning Alex. And he, Jack goes on his rant. And the one thing I noted was I impaled thousands of people in Wallachia just to see them die. And Wallachia is the historical region of Romania, Mm -hmm. which leads me to believe that he was the genesis of Vlad the Impaler. Correct. And he mentioned something about forget God or about if there was a God. He says, fuck God. Yeah. And if there isn't one and if there if there was one, she wouldn't let this happen. Exactly. So we can rule we can rule out the man in the hat being God. Yeah. I I either thought Satan or death. There were reviews that said he was God. Because he's like, you know, why don't you let me die? Let me die. Let me die. Yeah. He clearly states that it's not God and states God as a she. So at least he doesn't think it's God. So it's not, 
So another option is he is he the Grim Reaper? Is he death? You see him before you die, and that doesn't play because we see him throughout the movie and when yeah. people don't die. And he tells Jack finally tells Alex, "You'll see who I'm talking to eventually. One, one day you'll see one who day. I'm talking to." Yeah. And one day is immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Jack decides to let Alex live. Take care right. of his kid. So it seems like the guy in the hat's the only. Well, he tries to punch him in the face and he hurts his hand. Yeah. It doesn't even mark him. So he's clearly more powerful than Jack. So I can only come up with one person. Okay. One character, one individual, one. Abel? Satan. Life? Yeah. Cain killed Abel. Yeah, because Jack says Jack created murder. He he did Cain, the first yeah. murder. He, he was the first murder. Cain, and he said, you know, am I being punished for that, for killing that little shit? Which, Cal- again, yeah. I it's, need it to get into. He calls his brother a little yeah, prick. <laughs> that's interesting. So I think it's, yeah, it's absolutely the devil or Satan, and Jack has been punished. He, he needs to eat human flesh to stay alive or yeah. blood, and that's his penance for and killing he, his and brother. And he just comes around to remind his boy who he is, I guess. Yep. So there we are. We have a happy-ish ending. Well... The last, you know, the the last line there is, is uh, who's the guy that he was just telling to in the bar? He says you'll see him. He, who said? Yeah, he says he he says you'll see him one day, and yeah, then right after him. he leaves the room, oh, yeah. he shows up, and in a demonic voice, you hear the Inspector Gadget villain. And then we cut Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I will find you. Um. So what did you think? What did you think? What did you think of the movie? I haven't asked you. What did you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of good writing in it. Um, You know, my appeal for writer-directors, I think that's an amazing accomplishment. Um, It's a great movie. Definitely should watch it. Cool. All right. So um, I'll do the reviews. Right before that, I I pulled something from an article um, that... Henry Rollins or an uh, interview Henry Rollins did. And I thought this was kind of interesting. The question was, Jack is a very, is very weary of the world. Can you relate to that? Now, Henry Rollins uh, chronicled his days in black flag in a journal called get in the van. And he ended up writing a book called get in the van. It's one of the best audio books, regular books. So he's an author too. Oh yeah. Damn. And so this is his response. Jack is very weary of the world. Can you relate to that? Absolutely. I don't give up on humans, but I travel a lot. I'm recognizable. A lot of people I don't know talk to me. A lot. And that's fine. I've been signing autographs and going, yes, I'm shorter in person. That's why you didn't immediately recognize me. Since I was 18, I'm 55. And I get talked to in every hotel lobby, every airport, most restaurants, even in airplanes. The pilot will come out and whisper, hey, do you want to come into the cockpit? I've had a life of going to the grocery store, and it's, hey, man, not trying to impress you. I come from punk rock where anyone wants to meet you. You meet them. I'm not thinking I'm a big deal. But people have confessed war crimes to me. People have confessed confessed murder to me. I've met famous serial killers throughout the mail. All kinds of people have told me all kinds of things. And that can really tire you out on humanity. People have really pulled down their drawers, said, here's what I did, and you're like, you're an awful person, and some of it is quite upsetting. That's yeah, Henry so Rollins he was, real. He was built for that part. Yeah. He was literally um, made in, to be able to play that. When you in, in the fact that it was written for him and he spent so much time doing it. 11 I think months. Great. Yeah, he had 11, 11 months. months to prep, yeah, before they filmed. That's why 
it came off so well. Yeah. I did, you know, that really struck me. The fact that he, you know, has this real life experience and what it's like to be a rock star and not a rock star, but somebody who's so recognizable. Yeah. And you start to like confessing war crimes and murder. Like, I believe that. Yeah. Well, day after day having to say, yeah, I'm, you know, not as tall in person <laughs> and signing autographs. I mean, just over and over again for what? Yeah. 40 years. Well, um, I'm not going to read all the taglines. All right. Let me, I'll just read a cup. Call me Vlad. <laughs> Cain is my name and eating humans is my game. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I'd rather walk. Buried bullets in the brain. Give me a migraine. I'm not kidding. So look on IMDb. All those are see great. Oh, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're terrible puns. All right. So now we'll, we'll end on reviews. Um, starting with a one out of 10 review. Don't be fooled by ratings and reviews. Don't be fooled by the ratings and the four previous reviewers. I'm required to write 10 lines, so considering this guideline, I'll keep this as brief as possible. The four previous reviewers blather on about how great the acting is and how suspenseful this movie is. The plot, the director, on and on! Believe me, everyone who rated this movie, 339 ratings, or wrote a favorable review, except for me, worked on or had something to do with the making of this loser of a movie. Oh. He's literally personified the movie and called it a loser. He's given it human characteristics and called the movie a loser. I was forced to give it a 1 out of 10 rating, and it doesn't deserve that. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, 1978, would be considered a work of art of sheer genius compared to this POS and disgusting waste of film, Semper Fi. So he's a Marine. <laughs> That's the review. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> think he was a little angry <laughs> i don't yeah all right now like i said there are a lot of reviews uh positive reviews a lot of them about how good henry rollins was how the people were surprised he could carry a movie but the first one was kind of silly and i'm going with kind of a sillier second one okay and it's got heart and here we go 10 out of 10 and it's titled hell yeah dude <laughs> and it's written by ryan <laughs> It's not written by me. This is April 2016. I don't care if this role was custom written for Rollins or what, but he kills it. He drives the entire movie. I'd put this on while I was cleaning my pad and was absolutely drawn into the flick. My old lady, too. And she hates this kind of stuff. (laughs) Cleaning my pad. His old lady hates this kind of stuff. He plays a disenchanted immortal cannibal that just wants to be left alone. He has a routine that he sticks to in order to not eat people, but goes afoul. <laughs> I wouldn't expect this guy to write a foul and disenchanted, so I'm impressed with this guy. Just watch it. <laughs> write your own review. I got better stuff to do, but had to chime in on this gem. I'm a cynical pessimist, and I like the hell out of it. Predator Dark Ages is the only other flick that had drudged an opinion out of me before this, Maybe check that out too. I take back everything I've ever said about Rollins acting. I put this on to laugh, but I'm now writing a review. Just watch it. <laughs> and there you go. I love Hell Yeah, dude, reviewer guy. <laughs> I love your intensity in, in delivering well, I'm the, trying to, the reviews. I'm trying to do, the, you know, do it justice. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, Todd, 
Yes. Sir. Thank you for watching. He never died. I appreciate it. Three that. times. Three this times. Week. That's I, awesome. Three times for the prep and, and and took notes. But thank you for your sharp organization as always, oh, no. and, and you're keeping everything on track. This is all natural. We just you know spontaneity is. We are. Thing. Yeah. We have. You know, usually we don't wear clothes doing this. We're all natural. Well. Naked is really the best way to podcast it's because just, these seats kind of stick to you a little bit, though. We need some pads. I or feel like we're I just being little... honest with one another in a safe space. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? Well, um, thank you for listening, Todd. We'll always have what you. We will always have Monty, Monty Doro. Doro. Take care, everyone. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You'll love it. It's just a little. Yeah, yeah, just a little independent.